Blog Talk Radio. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Heck, there's just no time for music tonight. We had to cut it off early. This is the Red versus Blue Dynasty Football World Championship live look-in show. Hello, everybody. Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, the Preakness is tomorrow. I know you're a big horse racing fan. And, uh, you know, do we have a Triple Crown winner here? That's just pretty much what everybody wants to know, and we'll move on. Yeah, real quick, uh... I'm not so sure, uh, you know, California Chrome come up with a cough, so uh, we'll see what happens. Definite three to five favorite, but uh, you better watch the two that did not run in the Derby uh, to make a run uh, at California Chrome uh, tomorrow. So let's hope that California Chrome wins and moves on to the Belmont. Yeah, we're always rooting for the Triple Crown winner. Uh, hopefully we can get one. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, one of those things I'd always like to see. I've seen some very close calls. You know, over the years, we've seen them, the Smarty Jones and the Real Quiets, and uh, it's just it's just been one, uh, the Belmont is the tricky one, right? The Belmont is always the distance. The, if people don't, that's the mile and a half race. I mean, I mean, I know there's a fantasy football show, but, you know, red versus blue, we're here in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Horse racing is big from where we're from, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very tough to do, uh, especially to do it over uh, a course of, uh, let's Let's face it, a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, Most horses yep. don't run uh, one race over a month and a half. So, uh, you know, they're just trying to do three races in a month and a half, and that, that's tough to do. This is the Red vs. Blue Show, sponsored by FFToolbox.com and the Fantasy Football World Championships. couple of quick announcements real quick. Uh, if you want in on the FFWC May Madness, the May Madness promotions are still going strong. You need your $200 deposit in. You put your $200 deposit in, and you have your spot locked into the Fantasy Football World Championship. I can tell you after spending three days in New York City, some big things are going on in FF Toolbox and the FFWC. Can't wait to tell you all about them as soon as I'm allowed to. Uh, but, I, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I would get your team in now. Get it in uh, as soon as you can uh, because June 1st, 
very likely this thing is um, – we could be seeing an early sellout. You know, look, the uh, FFWC, uh, we, we announce our top entry, you know, 600 teams. That's all we allow. So you're not going to be competing against 1,500 or 2,000. This year three, 600 teams, that's it. Once that number's hit, doors close, you're going to have to play Roto Bowl uh, or Draft and Goes or, you know, your your local league, Mike. You have you have one shot to get in the world championship, and, and I would go ahead and put your deposit in May – so that you get to take advantage of May Madison. Maybe you win a free main event team. We're going to start drawings this week uh, for those free main event teams. So, Mikey, you know all about that, uh, the, the May Madison promotion. It's our early bird. Where my, did, did I lose Mikey? Mikey Trent. Well... We lose, we lose Mike again on the phone. You know, uh, we, where is the um, the cell phone guy in the chat room? The crew, uh, our chat room here, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, usually send uh, – we, we, we had them send Mikey a phone last year. Mikey, can, we, can you hear us now? Yes, yes. I'm sorry, Scott. I had a problem there with my phone and – uh, I'm, I, the, last, the last part I caught was uh, about the uh, Roto Bowl, the 600, uh, 600 max, and I'm sorry, Scott. In the main event, in the main event, there's 600 teams max, and I was asking your opinion of the early bird, our May Madness. Yeah, you got to go for it. Go for it. Get on it. Uh, do it right away uh, because, you know, that that's a great opportunity for uh, – for you yourself to get in uh, and jump in on some uh, some cash and uh, bottom line is get in early get in early get in quick because uh, man if, they, if, if 600 can fill up so quick you know it's got 600 can fill up so freaking quick well and the bottom line is this you know I don't think a lot of people realize this but the the, the corner of the world that really knows about the fantasy football world championships or any of the high stakes events for that matter pretty darn small it's pretty small when you when you find a way to expose it to a much larger audience there is a very real chance that uh you know this thing won't last long as far as how long it takes to get to your sellout point so uh that's all i can say right now but look you know it is it is a nice little world we we have here of our red versus blue listeners the, the people on ff toolbox and, you know, that play in the high-stakes leagues. But it's a very small piece. It's a very small piece of the puzzle. When somebody comes knocking and they say, hey, world championship, let's, we, we want to be a part of that, and in a big way, then it, the, the potential for a sellout, uh, a quick sellout is there. So get your deposit in. Make sure if you're an FFWC veteran, you get your deposit in. You do not want to be shut out. Best live event of 2013, winner of the Fantasy Sports Trade Association best live event you can play it online or you can play it live you don't have to come to vegas if that's too much of a haul you can play it online on our uh, brand new cool software yeah the software now the drafts are going well every bit of feedback we get uh you know we put in and, and they enact like within you know five minutes we've got we've got the little features and bells and whistles you can draft right from your cheat sheet this year that's a really cool feature you never have to print a cheat sheet again now we do have a print option on there uh but you can print your draft uh, sheet up and and take it with you, uh, but you can uh, also just use it online and draft directly from the cheat sheet. Another cool thing that people are talking about is the waivers, Mike. Last year, everybody said, yeah. hey, guys, you got to improve the waivers. It's tough, and we went right to work on it as soon as the season uh, had actually had started, and 
and we have a brand new waiver system, and it is so easy to use. So I'm really stoked for you guys to to experience that. And then, Mikey, the the My Teams page. On Sundays, yeah. when you're watching your teams, all of the FFWC teams that you have, on Sundays, you'll be able to watch all of the live scoring all on one page. You'll never have to go anywhere again. And that's a pretty nice feature, man, to be able to see all the games in action, your place on the overall leaderboard, and your games just in one page. That's all you. That's all you need. Right, and you know that, that that's so user friendly uh, to be able to have that option to be able to do that. And instead of clicking here and doing this and doing that and going going all over the place, it was time. It was you know, time. You, yeah. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's 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 pretty nice. Uh, if you're listening at home uh, or if you're in the chat room, we do have a question from Urinal Mint in the chat room. Storm Johnson or Jarek McKinnon? Uh, that's, an, that, that's a tough one. I wonder what the, our friends at Dynasty League Football think. But I'll tell you this, as a Louisville fan, if it weren't for Storm Johnson, Louisville would have went undefeated uh, last year. And Storm Johnson instead went on uh, the UCF uh, Central Florida with Blake Bortles. But it wasn't Blake Bortles that beat the Louisville Cardinals. And it wasn't Teddy yep. Bridgewater. You know, I've heard this, oh, he didn't show up in big games. Uh, he had nothing to do with Storm Johnson rolling all over the defense in that game. You remember that game, Mike? I do. Absolutely. Yeah, Storm, Storm Johnson is a underrated. He kind of reminds me of the under, you know, the. it's almost like the under-the-radar right. um version of Steve Slayton. Do you remember when Steve Slayton was under the radar? He wasn't West drafted very well, yeah, and West. he got his opportunity in Houston, and he really ran with it. Now, it didn't last long. It was short. It was a short life period for Steve Slayton. Yeah, because uh, he couldn't hold on to the football. He could, well, and he couldn't punch anything in either. He, was just, very, he just didn't have the well, legs. It was a combination of both, but bottom line, he's, he couldn't hold on to the football. Yeah, but my point being with Slayton, he had a very productive fantasy here. You, you remember, he was uh, it, he was drafted oh, yeah. as a first rounder in that year, you know, because of yep. what he had done. So, uh, but look, we have rookie drafts going on everywhere. This is the time of year. The dynasty players, there is no off season for you guys. You keep it rolling for us, and all throughout the off season, this is your Christmas, right? Uh, the the redrafters and us season long guys, uh, we, we 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 our joy comes on in September, you know, when we get to. When we get to draft, and, and, and our, that's our Christmas presents under the tree, we get to figure out what kind of a team we, we're going to build. You know, for Dynasty players, Mike, there's no better time of year than right now, drafting in a rookie draft or drafting in a startup draft. Now, there's nothing like a startup draft. A, a startup Dynasty draft, Mike, nothing like it with all the trading. And we have six startup drafts going on right now, 12 rookie drafts, and more startups to come in June and July. So, you tell, tell everybody about the startup drafts, Mikey. What, what do you remember about those? What's so fun? Well, I'll tell you what. There's nothing more exciting than a startup draft because, man, it, it gets you stoked. I don't care if it's uh, uh, May, June, uh, July, but you really want to get things going after uh, after the draft has already happened. So now's the time to do it. And, you know, you, you got guys uh, going, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, Mike Evans, for instance, in the rookie drafts. But a real startup draft, I mean, it, it's just – it's something else. It, it gets you stoked, and next thing you know, you're wanting to know every single thing that each and every player is doing that you just drafted. So, uh, I, I mean, we just completed uh, one in, uh, in, in one in the Hypers. Uh, we just completed a four-round draft 
and uh, it was no problem, no harm. I made some mistakes, but uh, you know the the startup draft, rookie draft. I mean, this is the time to do it because you know things are getting away. Because next thing you know, it, it's it's time to go. I am also on the clock in a rookie draft. You know, I didn't have many picks in that uh, in that hyper too. Uh, I, I know much because you tried away. To, well, you did, Scott. And uh, if I can interject just for thirty seconds, you tried to uh, you tried to trade me something, and you were like, "Man, I need to get involved." You know, yeah. you got a fourth round pick. Whoopee! Well, yeah. Guess what? I got Russell well Russell Wilson in a fourth round pick about three years ago. So never know. Yeah, you know, you you, you do uh, you do never know what's going to be out there. I I don't even remember what I, what did I do with that pick. Um, I oh I took James <laughs> White. I took James White, the New England running back. I mean, look in the fourth round, you could do a lot better. There's right. a lot of people that think that they remind him of a Shane Vereen. He's a very versatile player. He could definitely catch the ball and he could run the ball. And you know, look, uh, injuries happen in the NFL, and a lot of times it's nice to have a running back that can you could just plug in when those injuries happen and. You know, they, it's a kind of a crowded situation in New England. It always is. But it seems like there's always opportunity for some running backs in that offense when you have Tom Brady on your team. Uh, but uh, I well, am in a draft, and, and I do have a 2-8 and a 2-9 pick. I'm on the clock right now. There's a couple of okay. guys here, and I'm going to uh, solicit some opinions from the crew in the chat room here. Uh, some wide receivers that are out there, Jarvis Landy and Martavis Bryant. I like Martavis Bryant. I mean, he landed in a good spot for Pittsburgh. Antonio Bryant uh, or Antonio Brown is the small, quick version, right? And then you have Marcus Wheaton, which we still, you know, everybody we we think wow. he's going to be good, uh, but we haven't you yet, you know, really seen that explosion yet. And then a big wide receiver like Martavis Bryant uh, gets to come in, somebody that was complimentary and was pretty darn dominant himself at Clemson with Sammy Watkins, and he gets an opportunity now to be. Ben Roethlisberger's new toy, and he has a chance to, I think, contribute immediately. Well, you, you know, no doubt, Scott. Uh, just to kind of give you a heads up, uh, in one of my drafts, in, a, in my rookie draft, uh, Martavis Bryant went 2-9. This is a 12-team league, so he went 2-9, so you're right around it. Um, and then I was looking at, uh, talk about Jarvis Landry, went 3-2. So. Okay. What about uh, some running backs here? Kadeem Carey, Lake Seastrunk? Yeah, uh-huh. Kadeem Carey, you know, that, that, that's, that's one. I was between him and Seastrunk, uh, and uh, I went ahead and uh, I took uh, uh, Kadeem Carey at the 212, and I was waiting to see where Seastrunk went, and sure enough, Seastrunk went at 3-5. Wow, okay. You know, well, Seastrunk's the kid that um, he, he didn't really – he was never asked to really catch the ball in college. Uh, and, and Kerry, I, I got to tell you this, you know, as high of a draft stock that he had at one point uh, for Arizona, you know, uh, coming into the draft, then everything cooled off on him when he just didn't look good. That guy, I've never seen a slower running back ever, ever. Well, well, you know, it was very tough for me because I was I was between uh, Kerry and Seastrunk, and the only reason I took Kerry ahead of Seastrunk, and this might sound kind of goofy, is organization. I love Chicago's organization and the way they got things built in right now versus Washington. The other two interesting running backs that are out there, uh, Terrence West, uh, goes into a really good situation in Cleveland. There's some there's some people out there that 
really think that Terrence West could beat out Ben Tate, uh, even though they brought him in. And, and look, they, they they drafted this kid from Towson in, in, in the third round uh, for a reason. Uh, 5'11", 223, really good wheels, man. This Terrence West kid is a character. What 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 round or what pick did he go in that draft that you were just in, Terrence West? He went he went two eleven right in front of me. Okay. With Kadeem Carey. Okay, so we have Kadeem Carey, Terrence West. Uh, did did we talk about uh, who else who who else could have went up there then? Who read off your early part of that second round? Do you have that you have that handy for the listeners at home? The early part of that second round. Yeah, I sure do. This is the uh, this is a rookie draft that uh, just went through over the course of the last couple of days. Uh, the early part of the second round, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go two one. Two one was tight end Sephron uh, uh, Jenkins. Two uh, two was uh, Kelvin Benjamin. Two three yeah. was Trey Mason, which was interesting. Two uh, mm-hmm. four was uh, Devontae Freeman. Two five, Chase Amaro, tight end, going to be a beast. And then that that's where we start going into uh, two six, two seven, two seven was Johnny Manziel. Don't like it. And then we start going uh, two eight, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah. And and then two nine, we start hitting uh, Martavis Bryant. Two ten, here's where it gets interesting, Scott. Two ten was Jeremy Hill. Running back Cincinnati. And yeah, the running back start to hit. Then it's right. Terrence West at 211 and uh, uh, Kadeem Carey, 212. I mean, would it surprise you if Devontae Freeman was the starting running back for Atlanta this year? I mean, look, Steven Jackson isn't getting any younger, yeah. and they didn't do anything in free agency to address the situation. And they just uh, they go ahead and take uh, a fourth-round you know, fourth pick. 2013 was a disaster for the Falcons, you know, injury after injury. And, and Jackson and Quiz Rogers just really didn't get it done. And, you know, after the injuries to Julio and Roddy, and, and, and they just didn't have anything. So Freeman at 5'8", 206, a little small yeah. there. I mean, that's, that's more of a scat back type back. So I'm not ready. But it wouldn't surprise me to see him being the starter there. Well, you, you know, what I'm seeing over these, uh, over these drafts already – is I'm seeing a lot of people taking a lot of chances at uh, running backs a little earlier than what I thought because, you know, I've said it over and over here on Red versus Blue that, uh, you know, it's, it's a pass-happy league. You better get your wide receivers, but you still got to have those running backs. You still have to, you know, have something to bank on, so to speak. And uh, so <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, uh, Freeman could be the guy in Atlanta. Or could Trey Mason be the guy in St. Louis? Could you know? Who knows what? It's 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 very difficult to to figure out right now. Oh, that we have a, a comment in the chat room. Uh, IPS driver uh, talking about Sims. I like Sims also. And, and, and look, I think that was the pick that really you know I don't think anybody saw coming for Tampa. You know, the running back situation is in pretty good hands, and Doug Martin is there. And, and that really that, that really uh, hurts. It seems like it hurts the immediate now, but you really can't draft Dynasty. You really can't draft Dynasty thinking about what's going to happen this year, right? Right, uh, right. You had, you had 
Trey Mason of Auburn and Devontae Freeman of FSU, uh, both still on the board. And they went Charles Sims. And Lovey Smith said, he came out and he said, what are, you, what are you guys talking about? We love him. We got an excellent running back coach, you know, who liked Matt Forte when nobody else did. And Tim Spencer came up to him after the Senior Bowl talking about Charles Sims. So, look, he's a very good football player, and I think, you know, this this is a guy that, you know, could could be a, a big part of, you know, Tampa's offense, but you have Doug Martin. But who knows what the new regime really thinks of him, right? I mean, it's a new coaching staff, yeah. so you just never know. Well, you, you never know, and it just depends on who fits for what. Uh, and who fits in what, uh, you know, team strategy and what, what they want to do. Uh, for instance, in that draft I'm talking about, Charles Sims, uh, he went 3-8. He yeah. went 3-8 about uh, almost a full day. Well, it wasn't a full day. It was about 12 hours after the pick before him. And then immediately after Charles Sims went 3-8, Storm Johnson goes 3-9, less than two hours later. Yeah. Well, let me just set this record straight. Uh, you know, Doug Martin is the man in Tampa. That That is without a question. I, I, right. I'm, just, right. I'm just bringing up compelling conversation here just to get your feedback for the most part. But, look, Doug Martin is the starter. He's going to be the the bell cow on first and second downs. But, hey, the, the speed of Charles Sims, you got to take advantage of it. And I could see Doug Martin losing those vital third down carries, those third down receptions. To Sims, you know, very quick, very quick. And so he and he and Rainey will be, you know, kind of battling for that third down, uh, that third running back role. But at the end of the day, uh, Smith, you know, Sims is going to be there, man. He, he's a Sims. Yeah, yeah Sims going to be player. there. And plus, you know, it's it's still a it's, it's a two headed beast uh, for every NFL team for the most part. It's become a two-headed beast at running back. So you, you just got to realize it, understand it, and uh, figure out uh, who's going to be your who's going to be your be- the the bigger beast ahead of the uh, second guy behind him. Yeah, uh, we did have a little bit of news this week. Uh, Des Bryant says he's in the best shape of his life. That's probably good news because there were concerns with that back injury. I know of people close to the organization that we were at FF Toolbox. We were getting, uh, we had an insider for the, for the Cowboys that was reporting that that his back situation was a lot worse than a lot than he was letting on, uh, and that you know he was just having really struggling struggling with that back last year. But if he's in that you know great shape now, and he did fine last year, really. I mean, to be honest with you, even with the injuries, uh, he was always uh, a, a, you know a beast out there. But if he's in the best shape of his life, that problem solved. No, no issues there. The Rams released Daryl Richardson. That's not really news. Uh, the Browns discarded off Greg Little. Now, that's a little interesting to me. He's still a young guy. Now, he didn't live up to expectations. You know, he was a second-round pick. When you get drafted in the second round, you're expected to be pretty good. And he hasn't been pretty good, you know, but the whole team hasn't been good, you know, except for Gordon. Uh, 60 well, it, catches, it 700 like yards, the rookie. I don't. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I he's one of the younger wideouts on that team. You wouldn't think that they'd discard him, and he was, you know, pretty uh pretty good upside kind of wide receiver there for a while, and it just didn't really pan out. So there there may be something else there. I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody else take a shot just on his physical traits that he has. 
Uh, the Browns right. did add your boy Miles Austin, though. What do you think of that? Is there? Do you think Austin has anything left in the tank at this point? Well, right now the Browns are—I mean—they're reaching for something. I mean, they—they they have no wide receivers whatsoever, none. You and I, Scott, we can go out there with Miles Austin. Uh, you can play the slot. I'll play the other side. Miles Austin be be over there. I mean, they're reaching. They're reaching. So, do I look for Miles Austin to have anything? No, I don't. And uh, I don't know what Cleveland is going to do when it comes to wide receivers. That's why, you know, it's so it's so funny. I, I'm so glad that your boy and uh, I'm I'm a fan of him too, Teddy Bridgewater, did not get drafted by Cleveland. Are you kidding me? Wow, what a mess. Well, let me let me, I do want to comment on that, but let me just say this about Austin. Look, uh, on he turns thirty next month, right? Uh, practically, the, the the hamstring injuries have been plaguing him, and that's not good. Those hammies linger, right? Uh, so that's not good. But you do have the Josh Gordon situation. You need to bring somebody in just in case. Which why the little you know discarding little was a little bit of surprise in there because you're going to probably need a wide receiver, uh, a body out there. Uh, you also have Johnny Manziel. Push comes to shove, Mikey. Brian Hoyer, who the team likes, or Johnny Manziel, day one, who's your opening day starter? Push comes to shove. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer, uh, if you're a smart guy, if but, well, I'm sorry. Brian Hoyer, if you want to win games, but this is a different situation here. In the NFL, if you want to sell tickets, if you want to put butts in the seat, Johnny Menzel. Okay, well, that's pretty much every team in the NFL. So let me ask you uh, another way. By what week do you think Johnny Menzel will be the starter? Uh, I would say four or five. Four or five. Okay, I'll say week one. Let's let's let's. I like this game. Let let's go to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They drafted Blake Bortles as the best mm-hmm. quarterback in this draft. We can go ahead and call him that per the draft. Uh, Jacksonville believes he's the best fit for their for their team, and he went number three. Now, all along, uh, they've been saying Chad Henney. Chad Henney's our guy. Chad Henney's our guy. But push comes to shove, week one, which week do you think Blake Bortles will be the starter? One. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like you there, too. Uh, chat yeah, room, I, I which, like, which week for Blake Bortles? I'd like to see. I'd like to hear that. I would, too. I would, too. Uh, the reason I say that is because of his uh, size. I mean, he, he this guy's huge. This guy's huge. And plus, uh, Jacksonville, they drafted well, Scott. They really drafted well. And they put some uh, – got some weapons around him. And uh, I'm not saying they're going to be dynamic. I, am I expecting them to go to the playoffs? Heck no. But can we see six, seven wins? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they did. They did. I do like. Uh, I do like the fact that they they brought in a couple of rookie wide receivers. You know, the last time we saw this was the Washington Redskins when they drafted a couple of wide receivers in the second round, and and both of them were busts. Now we have Jacksonville kind of doing the same thing. And look, I like the, I like that. I like the fact that you're that you're surrounding uh, your new yep. quarterback with uh, some new toys. Marquise Lee, uh, getting him in a second round. That's that's pretty much value, right? We all projected him to be in the first. Uh, and then Allen Robinson, who a lot of people, you know, had high on their boards. So, 
let, let, me, let me ask you that. Wide receiver-wise, Lee or Robinson, which one do you like more? Whoa, boy. <laughs> That's a toss-up. Uh, I, I like Lee. Uh, I like Lee uh, quite a bit, but uh, yeah. that's a toss-up. Robinson's good. I mean, you know, you can just kind of go tip for tap there. I uh, we Dynasty League Football, our friends at DLF, DynastyLeagueFootball.com, give a big shout-out to those guys. They do such a great job with uh, the, the FFWC, the Dynasty Football World Championship, all of the rankings. We're very uh, happy to be working with those guys. And there's one in particular that I'm a big fan of, Ryan McDowell, uh, one of the better dynasty players that I know of personally. Uh, he runs the Hyper Leagues. Mike, you know him. Yep. Uh, yep. And he has Allen Robinson as the number four wide receiver on his board. So just listen, I'm, I'm just saying, pay attention to, to, to what some of the guys are doing and what, what they're seeing. They have, he, have, they have, he has Robinson at number four, and he has uh, Marquise Lee at number 10. So – I, I, you know, there's guys that I kind of just watch, and I, and I kind of have, I put faith in them that because they're spending more time evaluating the rookies than really I do, right? And so when I see a big spread like that, and and I see Ryan high on a guy, it, it moves him up my board a little bit. I'll guarantee you that. That's that's what you want to do. You want to surround yourself with some of the, some of the better, uh, well, that, some of the better yeah. guys out there. And and that's and that's very interesting. Uh, one of the drafts I'm in with Ryan and the hyper. Uh, Robinson went very high. He went one five. Well, I won't say very high. I mean, he went one five, and uh, Ryan couldn't wait to get. Uh, let's see, who did he get? Uh, Devontae Adams. Mhm. Mhm. There you go. There you go. So. Okay. You know, I well, mean, look, just, is, we've got so many drafts going on right now. Twelve rookie drafts, right? Uh, but the but the big deal is the uh, and again, dynasty players. You guys are what's making this off season churn, right? There is no off season in dynasty. That's the DLF mantra. There is no off season in dynasty, and they are the ones that keep this thing pumping from the NFL draft. Look, all the teams have your new toys, and now all the draft season starts up. We'll resume the draft and goes on Tuesday nights. Those will be starting back up. Uh, nine o'clock at night, we're, we're, you know, on Tuesday nights, that'll be where you want to be. Ninety-nine dollars to play in a Tuesday night draft and go. Playffwc.com. You can you can sign up for wow. any leagues that you that you'd like. But those draft and goes on Tuesday night are really popular. I know you work on Tuesday night, Mike, but they're very popular. They're, and you can no, sign up. Fun. Yeah, you can sign up for slow drafts too if you want, Mike. You know, you don't have to. Uh, you know, you, you may you know have to do Scott? that. I did a couple of them last year, a draft and go, and I absolutely loved them. I mean, the the speed went fine, even though it was a it was a slow draft. I, I did a slow draft, but everybody, uh, I mean, all participants were uh, on it, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So I've I've got that jotted down real quickly. Uh, let's let's take a, a a live look in at the Dynasty Football World Championship and a live look in at the uh, at the, at a startup draft here. I'm going to link you guys in the chat room so you guys can see it at home. Uh, interesting that uh, most of these drafts that I've been you know I've kind of expected Lashawn McCoy to be the, the kind of the unanimous number one pick you know amongst uh, the startup rookie dra- uh, the startup Dynasty drafts. but that wasn't the case in this draft. The very first pick and the highest pick uh, on the board in this draft. Can you guess who it is, Mike, if it's not LaShawn McCoy? Well, who is it? And 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 to be honest with you, I've pulled up three drafts so far tonight. Two out of the three, this guy went before LaShawn McCoy. It's it's gotta be a combination of high upside and youth, right? 
I mean, you're not going to see in these drafts, you're very likely not going to see Calvin Johnson at number one because of the yeah. age factor, right? You've got younger guys. So anybody, anybody come to mind? Who's your guest, Mike? You're kidding me. Somebody that got drafted before LaShawn McCoy and is not Calvin Johnson. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. The consensus Charles, picks are, are typically A.J. Green. And, and look, I, I went into tonight's show say, getting ready to say that LaShawn McCoy was probably going to be the most popular uh, I, startup pick. But it's not. It's A.J. Green. A.J. Green, was drafted, Green. AJ Green was drafted in four of the six startups as the number one pick off the board. Wow, that you know that, that that just goes to show you right there. Uh, the game has changed. Our drafting may have to change. Wow. Yeah, Anita, I, IPS driver is correct. She's uh, AJ Green is the number one in startups now. Majority of them that I have seen, and she's right. Yeah, four of the six, especially with DFWC slash FFWC uh, scoring, where we we have an eleven man roster. We're starting at least three wide receivers every single game. Nice to have that anchor at uh, at that wide receiver position. Right. Right. Uh, from there, it is pretty much Calvin. Uh, it, Calvin is is pretty much the number two wide receiver that I've seen. Uh, there is one draft that he went at number one. I have seen Julio go as the number two wide receiver, and then you're usually seeing uh, the the Des Bryant's and the Demarius Thomases come off the board. And somebody that I'm super excited to see if he lives up to the, what he showed last year is Alshon Jeffrey. Mike, I would not be disappointed Boom. if Alshon Jeffrey was my number one wide receiver in any format, right? Alshon Jeffrey, I don't care if it's non-PPR wow. or PPR, the fact is that Brandon Marshall, I mean, even with Brandon Marshall being on the team, who was, yeah. who was the favorite target last year? I mean, really, at the end of the day, in the red zone, Alshon Jeffrey was the one that was getting those looks. Are you kidding me, Scott? That was incredible. The guy was something else running routes. He started to learn how to run routes. But more than anything, if you're going to throw the ball up in the air, which it's become this type of game this, these days, is throw it and Alshon Jeffrey will catch it. And that's what he did. He was so explosive, so fun, and so, you know, so, so fun to watch. When we look over at the running back position, uh, the familiar names with Sean McCoy, Jamal Charles, they're pretty much the guys that are at the top of those boards. Uh, and, and, and why can you blame them? I mean, Jamal Charles can win you yeah. uh, the entire enchilada with the weeks like he had last year. Uh, so I don't, I don't blame them there, McCoy, Charles. Then you get into the rookies from last year. Now, see, this is what's the, the really scary part of Dynasty because rookies from one year to the next – I tell you, it's not, they don't always live up. They don't always live up Big to those expectations. Off, Let's talk about last year's rookies that, that were drafted in the as year two players, Doug Martin and Trent Richardson, Mike. Both of those guys were at the top of the boards in rookies in, in dynasty startup drafts last year, right? Right with those wide receivers. Right. Now look at them. So the ones that you have yeah, to look at this off. year, Giovanni Bernard, Eddie Lacy, and Le'Veon Bell. Now, some people say that Le'Veon Bell is more opportunity than talent, but I think I think he's still closer to the talent side than the opportunity. What, what do you say about Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I love Le'Veon Bell, but I still like uh, Giovanni Bernard and uh, Eddie Lacy ahead of uh, Bell. I do. I, I mean, Cincinnati—they, you know, they're kind of under the radar every year, and. 
but they still make the playoffs every year, and they still keep on uh, winning games. But I like Geo. Uh, I love Eddie Lacy right now. Uh, but don't get me wrong, Le'Veon Bell is going to be—he's going to be great. But he's—he's he's in a little bit tougher conference uh, along with Cincinnati. I mean, it's—it's it's a little bit tougher conference uh, defense-wise. But uh, you know, out of that group, I like Geo because of his uh, pass receptions and the things that he brings to the table. The other running backs, I, I, I'm with you. I, I do like—I think Geo is the safest of the three. Lacey, if you remember the the. I mean, the toe, right, the the injuries there and, and the bigger backs. I'm not a big fan of the bigger backs. Uh, that they, they typically develop issues for me personally. Right. Right. And I know they I have tremendous upside, and you look at the statistics of his rookie year, and I see all that, and I look at the – and I say, wow, he's got Aaron Rodgers back and everything. But typically, the body style, the Jonathan Stewart big back style, it just doesn't seem to work in the NFL very rarely, right? I mean yeah. – we all know a big back not anymore. done well, but it's but it's yeah. just not. Typically, I like to I just like to stick to my profile. There are certain things that are important: speed, the right type of range of size. You know, you can't be too small, and I don't want them too big. Uh, and Lacey right. is one of those guys that I could see falling uh, and not performing up to par. And so when you're when you're starting up your dynasty draft, I know you feel like you've got the you know you're the, the monster there, but I would just be a little bit careful with that. I think Geo is safe. Uh, the more touches you can give that guy, the better off he will be. Uh, then you get into the other rookies uh, or younger guys. Uh, now, Matt Forte and Adrian Peterson, they're still being drafted up there. And I, and I honestly, I just can't understand. If if you've played Dynasty, you know what's going to happen to the, the picks when you look at them in you know this year, Adrian Peterson and Matt Forte. It's just very hard to, to, to pick those guys that high in a startup draft. Yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah, I see guys do it every single year, and I'm like, those guys are, you know, they're trying to win it all. Well, I, I get that, but if you don't win it all, you're stuck with with older guys well, that you can't do anything with. Well, Scott, you, you know, you nailed it. You're exactly right because I won a championship by doing that, and then on the flip side, I watched my team free fall for about three years. So. You know, but you got to have that right combination. If if you're going to do a dynasty redraft, you better make sure that all things are uh, you know in line. Uh, because I mean, are you going to win one now and then suffer for three, four, five years after? You don't want to do that. You're a dynasty manager. You're a GM when you're doing this, and this is for the long haul. So make it fun. Don't. Don't worry about trying to win right right out of the get go. Try try to manage your team and uh, you know look for the long haul. Uh, this is the Red versus Blue Show. Scott Atkins, Michael Trent here, uh, part of FFToolbox.com and the Fantasy Football World Championships. We're doing a live look in at the Dynasty Football World Championships because look, we're just not quite ready for the redrafts. I know we're drafts. We have some of those going on, but right now this is Christmas for the Dynasty players, and we want to make sure that. Uh, we're taking a look at what's going on in these drafts. This next tier of running backs is a little confusing for me, Mike, because the, the Zach Stacys, DeMarco Murrays, Arian Foster, C.J. Spiller, Monty Ball. Let's just talk about these guys for a second because, first well, of all, I can't draft the Arian Fosters either. I cannot, I cannot start a dynasty nope. startup draft and being taken an Arian Foster in those top couple of rounds. That's not what I'm going to be pleased with at the end of that draft. You agree? I agree. I agree. Okay. And 
Now, I, I can, alternatively, I can still take DeMarco Murray. I'm not worried about DeMarco Murray. He's still a young guy, Bingo. very young. And, and we saw what he did last year. If he stays healthy, he's a top five back. I could, I, I could definitely, I think he's undervalued right now. If you get a DeMarco Murray in the third round, like in this draft that I'm seeing, I think that's value. I would never take a Zach Stacy. Now, and, I, and look, I, and I'm, I'm, I know that we saw a great season from this guy. Again, he doesn't fit my profile for what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for that big of a back. And I like to see a little bit more pedigree. I love the first year. Don't get me wrong. But I got to tell you, I, lo- I love Trey Mason. <laughs> and, and I like what St. Louis did there. They took Trey Mason, and they said, we're going to take real good football players. Now, I guarantee you this. You put Trey Mason on that team, and you look at this team two years from now, uh, what kind of a split do you think we're going to see in that backfield, Mikey? Zach Stacy. And Trey Mason, and I asked that of the crew in the chat room too. Zach, Stacy, Trey Mason. Two years from now, what kind of a split do you think we'll see in carries? I think you'll see uh, probably seventy thirty uh, going Mason's way. I'll be honest. Oh with wow! You. you you think it's going to happen soon, huh? In three years, you said in three years, right? Well, I, I said two. I said two, but two, two, well, um, in three years, it's going to be seventy thirty. In two years. I don't know. It just depends on the impact that uh, Zach Stacy makes uh, this year. That, yeah. You know, this, this year will determine uh, 2016, 15, or 2015. I mean, it's it, it's hard to determine, but uh, it's a both both running backs are really really good, and uh, but uh, wow, Trey Mason's got all the tools, but Zach Stacy. I mean, he still wants to develop and see what can be done with him. And Jeff Fisher wants him to as well. Yeah, look, Zach Stacy uh, from Vanderbilt. Uh, uh, again, it's just um, I, I think that Trey Mason is very – he fits all of my criteria for a back that I'm looking for. I think people that draft Trey Mason are going to be very, uh, very fortunate with what they get there. So – just, just from where I'm sitting. And then, look, you're getting guys like, uh, look, C.J. Spiller. Okay, I agree. That offense was horrible. And they loaded the deck on C.J. Spiller, right? Yep. And he had some injuries. Is that any reason for to let one of the best talented running backs in the league slip to the fourth round? I mean, am I, am I wrong? Nope. I, I don't nope. think I, – I, everybody gets injured, uh, and they, play, they, they try to play through it. He's still the guy that can well, take it to the house on on one bad on a missed tackle. Scott, you know, there's a lot of people didn't buy into uh, Tom Brady years ago. A lot of people didn't buy into Russell Wilson. I mean, I you know, I, I was doing a startup dynasty draft and I got this quarterback uh, named Russell Wilson in the fourth round. I'm going, ah, what the heck, Pete Carroll? Let's let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Well, guess what? The rest is history. Uh, Let's move over to the tight ends. We never give these guys enough love. Uh, We certainly uh, keep them at the one PPR here. Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski. Look, Rob Gronkowski in the second. uh, uh, Is there anybody in the chat room that would take Rob Gronkowski in the second round in a startup dynasty league? He's damaged nope. goods, right? I mean, isn't he damaged nope. goods? Haven't we seen this thing play out not. enough? Yeah, we, I would are not. we going to be sitting here nope. in September, Mike? Are we going to be sitting here in September and being on Gronk watch once again? We're going to say, oh, is he healthy? 
Yeah. Because even if he gets healthy, how long is he going to stay healthy? I, it's like we've seen this show before. Very talented right. player, all the potential in the world, can dominate the league if he could only stay healthy. Well, we know the answer to that. He can't. He cannot stay healthy. Yeah, there's there's too many other tight ends that are out there that you can have versus Rob. I mean, you know, Jordan Reed, he's already stepped up and uh, Vernon Davis. And plus, I mean, there's three or four uh, rookies that we can talk about if you'd like. Well, yeah, I know you're high on Eric Abron. You've been talking about him for months now, and you were uh, you were validated. The, the, the Detroit Lions definitely think a lot about him, and he, we're going to see him in a Matt Stafford vertical offense. Should be pretty exciting to see him. I would definitely consider him. They're talking up and down about Kyle Rudolph, and, and when you think about Teddy Bridgewater being there, what's the safety valve for the, for the new quarterback, Mike? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Kyle Rudolph – I mean, that could be perfect for Minnesota. I got, you know, he's rated uh, pretty much, you know, in the top ten as far as uh, tight ends. And uh, is Bridgewater going to be the starting quarterback? Eh, I don't know. Probably. We didn't do that. Maybe. Yeah, we, we, we need to do that one. We, we, forgot, we forgot to do that one. Who, who else? Uh, do you, what, what, by what week do you think that Teddy Bridgewater will, will win that job? Uh, yeah, we, you know we did that. I said week four or five. Week week four or five? Okay, I'm calling I'm calling week one for Teddy. Yeah, I'm calling I'm calling week uh, one. But I, I don't think I don't think I think once they get into camp, they'll see that uh, they they need to they need to please their fans and, and their wide receivers and give them some. I mean, do you really want to go to war on week one with that schedule? No, no. Yeah, well, you know what? They're they're tired of Ponder and uh, Castle, which yeah. you know I. I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think uh, I, you know. I heard the uh, GM. I, I I'm sorry, I can't I can't remember his name right now, but uh, he spoke so highly of Teddy Bridgewater, and it was just, of course, he would on a show, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the way he talked about him was just magnificent. I mean, he was just talking about him so highly, and. Uh, just kept saying, you know, that's our guy, that's our guy. And I believe that. I believe that. I'll tell you this. Looking at the Vikings' schedule, the only reason that I could see the Vikings holding off, I could see the Vikings holding off until week six on Teddy Bridgewater, and here's why. The Vikings start the schedule at St. Louis. Now, that's a winnable game, but still, listen to the rest of the schedule. At St. Louis on the road, against New England, at New Orleans, against Atlanta, which should be better now with, with the wide receiver weapons back, at Green Bay, okay? Now, you start that season off 0-5 with Teddy Bridgewater, and that's some lumps that you really and – some, and some confidence that's really lost, right? If Norm right. Turner has anything to say, maybe, you know, maybe there, there's a more development going on here with Bridgewater. Throw Castle to the Wolves. For the first couple of weeks, let that get out of its way. You start the season 0 and 5, maybe 1 and 4, maybe at best case scenario, the Vikings squeeze out 2 and 3, right? Then right. week six, home game against Detroit, that's a winnable game. And then at Buffalo, at Tampa Bay, Washington at home, then the bye week, 
Now you've got some momentum for Teddy. He could he could literally win three or four of those games. Yeah, well, well y'all, you have to understand, though, Scott, though, what have you done for me lately? For instance, if uh, if Minnesota wins their fifth game with uh, Ponder or Castle at quarterback, you, pull, you can't pull that quarterback. You can't do that. You got to keep on. You got to keep on going with the horse that got you a win. Yeah. So it just depends on the situation there. Uh, so we looked at a couple of tight ends. We, we we saw after Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski, Julius Thomas. Back to the dynasty discussion here. Julius Thomas, Jordan Cameron, two very good uh, talented tight ends there. Right. Obviously, one is in a great situation with uh, Peyton. The other uh, in a situation. Look, hey, Johnny Manziel's going to sling the ball. Uh, and then you've got guys like Ladarius Green, Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed. These are all guys we like. And I'll tell you, Tyler Eifert, uh, there's no reason that he should be getting drafted but that, that low on the list. I mean, it was his freshman, his rookie season, for gosh sake. You know, I mean, look, so, that guy right there, Eifert, he should be in a top five yeah. in a dynasty startup draft, period, period. He's going to get his opportunity. So so would you put him ahead of uh, Kyle Rudolph or Ladarius Green? Yes, yes. I would I would put him – look, first of all, I don't have Gronk in my top five, and I don't have Rudolph in my top five. I have Graham, Thomas, Cameron, Eifert, right about there, right? Uh, right. Then I'm starting to think about uh, the Rudolphs, Ebrons, Ladariuses, and Jordan Reeds. That guy kind of, I'm no, no, I want nothing to do with Vernon Davis either. You know, I just don't. Uh, let's 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 give the quarterbacks some love. We, we we need to. I would venture a guess that Aaron Rodgers uh, has been dispatched. In you know, if I'm in a draft, I'm taking Andrew Luck. Uh, now I'm, I've looked at three drafts so far. Aaron Rodgers has went number one in two of them. I'm sorry, I've looked at four drafts now. Rogers number one in three of them. Andrew Luck number one in one of them. Oh, there's Luck again. So it's three to two. And then the sixth startup, here we go. Uh, okay, so it's four to two. So Luck's not there yet in the consensus of uh, the new Dynasty World Championship drafts. Rogers wins the battle four times. He was picked first to Andrew Luck's two times out of the six startups. What do you say? Who, who Which one would be first in your startup draft? Uh, I w- in my startup draft, it would be uh, Matt Stafford. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, I'm that's a different assessment. The box. Okay, okay. You'd take Stafford as your number one uh, number one quarterback, huh? Ahead of uh, Rodgers and Luck. Um, oh man, no, no, I can't do that. No, you couldn't. I can't okay. do that. You came to your you came no. to your senses. So there's six years man. difference here. There's six years difference. Rodgers is yeah. thirty. Now he could play till he's forty, right? I mean, we could see. I could, I could see Rogers playing until he's thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Look, Tom Brady, and and Peyton Manning, you know, they're going to play up to that. When is Tom Brady going to quit? I mean, these guys might play till they're forty. So, but Andrew Luck is twenty-four years old, and the one reason why you may take Rogers is because of the the coaching staff. The coaching staff in Indianapolis firmly, truly believes that you win in the NFL by running the ball. Now, that's not the philosophy in Green Bay. And it's not the philosophy in the other team you mentioned, Mike, Detroit Lions. Right. So as right. much as we love Andrew Luck, and we saw him absolutely put the entire team on his back in the playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs in that big comeback, 
You don't get to see that every week because they believe, that coaching staff believes in running the ball. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that's gonna, and that only helps the quarterback. And that's what people don't understand is, you know, running the ball helps the quarterback. It doesn't hinder. It helps. Yeah. Uh, if, it were, if it weren't for the absolute collapse of Matt Stafford last year, uh, I, I may have a little bit more compassion and maybe some, some faith in him. Uh, Nick Cam Foles, Newton. What about Cam Newton? What about Nick Cam Foles, Newton? 25, Matt Stafford. Cam Newton. Uh, look, Dynasty. He uh, has nobody to throw to right now. But he's only 25 years old. And, look, he, yep. did, he hasn't, I mean, other than Steve Smith, Right, uh, he hasn't had many wide receivers his entire career, so that not much has changed there. Kelvin Benjamin, many people think that uh, I've seen it both sides of the fence. You either really like what Kelvin Benjamin brings to the table, or it seems the more I'm yeah. listening to everybody that that they just don't like what he brings. But if there was ever a player that would side toward the opportunity aspect uh, of the talent opportunity discussion, it's it's Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. He's got all the opportunity in the world there. Um, okay, so that that's pretty much the, the look-in for the, the Dynasty Football World Championship drafts. Uh, you still have time to participate if you want. Go right ahead. There's still a few spots left. There's a couple of, there's a couple of times there. You can see it on the DynastyKing.com page. Uh, and then, and again, like I said, Mike, it's, it's about time for the – once we get these drafts out of the way and we get all those moved over to the, the new software platforms at FFWC, then it's, it's time to start just thinking full steam ahead. Roto Bowl yep. drafts, drafting goes, and tweaking your ADP. And, and, and I said this earlier in the show, you need to start tweaking your rankings because with the FFWC software now, you, you get start to set your rankings up. And they save for all of the drafts that you do. So you set them up one time, and you're tweaking them all year inside of our site. And then you can print it up for your home draft, take it with you. It's a very, very nice tool to have, and uh, we're excited about yeah, it. That, that's a lot of, yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's a lot of fun for players. Uh, user-friendly. It's yeah. very user-friendly. And, uh, you know, you, you can just do it and, uh, you know, spend an hour or two, uh, yep. you know, every night, Dive whatever, in. and just Dive in. tweak week and uh, go with it and next thing you know uh, when your draft is ready to go then you're ready to go and that's a good thing to have big shouts out to our friends at dynasty league football for their uh, continued support of the ffwc and the dynasty football world championship it's uh, it's a lot of fun working with those guys uh great things going on over there at their community definitely uh take advantage of their premium subscription i look there are some people in the world that will just never pay for anything on the web. This is something, like like we said with the preseason pro, it's one of the few products in the industry, like the coaching tree at BFD. There's a couple of products that you just don't want to miss out on. The preseason pro was fantastic last year. Getting to hear in the minds of Chad Schroeder and Kimra yeah. and Jules uh, type of players, uh, John Rozek, um, Mike Santos, Ian Ritchie, Finding out their sleepers and their busts and their breakout players and just all those picks, that's valuable information. It was like, you know, it was five, it was yep. like five or ten bucks. And then you've got the Dynasty League stuff. Their premium stuff, I'll tell you, it's, it's some of the best premium content that, that money can buy. Uh, if you're a Dynasty player, 
you don't want to miss out on that stuff. So definitely go support those guys and and don't be one of the guys that just doesn't pay. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm if it's for you know look you spend that much on a pizza on a whim, hey. on a whim you order a pizza and you eat it and it's gone and it's over with. You know you could have that DLF subscription or the pre you know just like that for the entire year. So just go ahead, do it, get it out of the way because you're gonna blow it. You know, you're just gonna end up blowing that on a whim. Well, so. yeah, well, look, look, look at the information that they give you, and look at what they bring to the table. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, the show does as well. Scott, you do. Uh, but look at these guys, what they bring to the table, and how much better they can they can make you in your events, whether it's uh, local, high stakes, or mid stakes, high stakes, down the road. I mean. Knowledge, man, knowledge is something. Uh, guys, uh, very thank you for everybody in the chat room, the crew here. Um, look, we've we've got a lot uh, a lot going on here at FFWC. It's it's a great time to be uh, to help us build Congrats this community. Congrats to Cindy and her new girl. Was What's it that? a girl or a boy? Oh, uh, it's boy. Congrats yeah. to Cindy and her, and her new boy. Yep, it's uh, it's a good time to be part of the FFWC and uh, FF Toolbox. Fantasy is uh, really making its stamp here. Look, the execs in the chat room. What's up, my man from SiriusXM? Uh, there, you guys, uh, if you want to be involved in the FFWC, now's the time to to let us know. Send me an email, Scott at FFToolbox.com. We could find a place for you that you are 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 more involved, and uh, we're we're growing. We're in a growth mode right now, so we're going to be expanding our team like we've probably never seen before. So just be ready to go, and let's, let's, let's get some good content out there. Get Jump on the message boards. Let's start making those uh, a place to be that, that people can count on for, for good information. If we're in the chat room, we might as well just jump on the message boards and start hashing out some of these conversations. So uh, what else have we got, Mike? I mean, look, these uh, – Well, these, I was going to ask you, do you have any uh... – Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, Scott. Uh, you know, I know you missed out on one of them uh... – Hyper leagues in the rookie draft. Uh, what about the PDFFL? Do you have uh, some picks there left, or what? <laughs> well, I I don't know. That's the that's the first dynasty league I was ever a part in, right? I mean that stuff. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think I got the one five pick. I bet it'll be nice to have a first round pick. Yeah, it'll be nice to have a it'll be nice to have a first round pick. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I can get my hands on a uh, a Jordan Matthews. I, I really like Jordan Matthews. I really like you gotta remember, I, you got to remember I'm going one, two. You're going one. Well, you're taking Mike Evans. Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No no brainer there. And I, I don't think I've seen another draft. Uh, I might have seen a Bishop Sankey get up, go up there, but most of every draft that I've seen has been Watkins Evans. Yeah, it's when, exactly. And Evans, and, he, he pretty much goes third in a lot, yeah. too. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I, I don't care how good the tight end is. I usually just don't do that. Even when Kellen Winslow was coming out uh, with the – looked like the, one of the greatest tight ends of all time coming out of the draft, you know, you know everything is there for him. Well, I, I just typically – I mean, look, Jimmy Graham, you know, if he were coming out top, today, yeah, yeah I, would, I would do it, but that's about it. Give me your top five. I know we don't have much time left. Give me your top five in a uh... – Dynasty League, uh, redraft, or not not a redraft, but a rookie draft. Top five, real quick, Scott. Boom. Yeah, it's it's Watkins, it's Evans, it's Sankey, it's Matthews, and it's Beckham. It's pretty easy. Pretty easy for me. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, no guys, apron. Uh, enjoy the Preakness tomorrow, Mikey. Uh, thank you guys for being a All part. Right. The FF Toolbox podcast was a, a massive hit. FF Magic Man, support Micah James. He is the new host of FF Toolbox Radio, guys. Uh, so make sure you support that episode. And see you guys next week. Well do.